The Take What Serves, Leave the Rest podcast is sponsored by Prairie Care. You know, going through the process of getting help with your mental health can be very overwhelming. I definitely know that from firsthand experience. Prairie Care can help guide you through it and get you in touch with the help that you need. They've been offering mental health services to all ages in the Twin Cities of Minnesota since 2005. Whether you're looking for clinical services, a specialty outpatient program, or a more intensive level of care like inpatient treatment, Prairie Care has you and your family covered. Visit prairie-care.com to learn more. That's prairie-care.com. Hello there, my friends, and welcome into this episode of the Take What Serves, Leave the Rest podcast. We have arrived. We have arrived. Um, so glad that you're here. My name is Brian Pyatt, and I'm your host, and just finished actually a little bit of afternoon breath work and meditation and um feels good to, to be sitting here talking to you um and looking forward to, to what we have in store for you here on this episode so this week we are um we're talking about something that i actually put out on social media a couple weeks ago talking about a, a concept that has really, really been helpful for me. Um, and I've, I've heard from a lot of people that it's been helpful, which is, um, I just love when that happens, when there's something that's serving me and helping me and I can share it and hopefully help somebody else in the process. Um, I just love when that happens. And it's, uh, it's this concept of letting the present moment surprise you. Um, and I'm not going to get too deep on it right now because we'll talk about it here in this in this episode and in this interview. But um, essentially, if you're anything like me, um, and, and I know this very much about myself, that, that my mind really, really, really likes to jump into the future and wander into the future and try to figure out what the future is going to feel like and creating all these big scary stories about what the future is going to be like. And then that causes oftentimes a lot of um, anxiety or intense emotions in, in the present moment. I'm not truly being in the here and the now. Um, and so this idea of letting the present moment surprise me um, showing up in the present moment and allowing it to be essentially what it is um, has really, really helped me. And so we'll talk about that more coming up here, um, kind of more about what I mean. But on this episode, I once again have my dear friend Kelly Grosslogs joining me for this conversation, which um, I'm so grateful for. Um, I know a lot of you already know Kelly. She's been on the podcast. We've had the opportunity to do a lot of work together. Um, for those of you who are not familiar with Kelly's work, Kelly is a um, licensed clinical social worker, um, has done extensive work in the area of grief and loss and helping support people living with terminal illness. Um, 
and she is the, the founder of Conversations with Kelly, which is a beautiful community. If you're not already following along on Facebook, be sure to, to go follow along Conversations with Kelly on Facebook. Um, she's the author of A Comforted Heart and the host of the See My Grief podcast. And so um, let's go ahead and, and start, my friends. The, the intention with these always being to give you something that can serve you moving forward. Um, and I encourage you as you're listening, if there's anything that does not serve you, um, just go ahead and leave it. Take what serves, leave the rest. And um, here we go. My chat with Kelly. Hello, my friend. Hello. We're back in the podcast space. Here we are. I love it. We each have our tea in front of us, both in Bob mugs. Bob, shout out to Bob Sorg at Bob Sorg Gallery in Northeast Minneapolis. Yes. Who makes the most amazing healing mugs. Yeah. There's just something right about holding these that's just... So grounding. Beautiful space to start. And a good guide into the present moment, mm-hmm. which is which is what we're talking about here today. And, you know, I think we, I think we hear so much about the idea of living in the present moment. Um, and speaking of the current present moment, I'm not, I actually, I never know if people can hear this, but we, know, do, have, right? we, we do have your dogs yeah, in the room. Sure do. This is Bogey. Yep. You might hear scratching the, the rug in there. Which Bogey rarely ever does, except when we're on this, which yeah. is, he's just, you know, they dig to get their space. So, yep. And we have Monty here too. So you, you might hear some occasional, um, yeah. appearances by them, but the, the, the present moment something that we hear a lot about living in the present moment. And I know, I know from my experience, it is a, um, it's a foundational thing. It's a foundational thing to, um, I think maneuvering our minds and just maneuvering whatever it is that we might be maneuvering. And yet I also know it can be really simple to say, Hey, just live in the present moment. Right. It's not always that simple. Right. right? And so we're going to kind of just talk about this concept here today and hopefully offer up some ways to, to, I guess, guide us all back into the present moment a little bit more. Well, and I think, you know, it is cliche, right? Like stay in the moment, be in the moment. And I, I certainly want to acknowledge that for some people, the moments they're in right now are very hard. Yeah. And so we're sometimes asking people to live in the muck. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is the only place we can be really. And you had a beautiful post that you put out a couple weeks ago that really touched me and really resonated, which was let the present moment surprise you. Yeah. Can you talk about where that came from? Yeah. I, um, I've, I've noticed over and over and over again that I, I find that what, what causes me the most anxiety is that my mind is always jumping into the future mm-hmm. and creating really, really scary stories about what the future is going to be like. Yes. And it's usually in the form of, um, I might be feeling a certain something in the present moment and, oh my gosh, what is that going to look like if I'm feeling that way 
in the future and that's going to be awful and that's going to be really scary. And, and then the projecting into the future is what then causes the present moment to be even more uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, this kind of mantra of letting the present moment surprise me, um, I've found to be really, really helpful because I think the reality is, is that is anxiety sometimes a part of things moving into the future? Of course, of course, anxiety shows up. Right. And yet also sometimes the moments where I had these really scary stories about how I was going to feel in, in the, in the future, I show up in those moments and there's also mixed in there some really beautiful moments of gratitude and feeling really present and feeling moments of joy and levity and um, light. Mm -hmm. And so I think I've had to really come back to that. Let the present moment surprise me. I, I, there's, there's no way of knowing right. sitting here right now how I'm going to feel in one minute, That's five right. minutes, 10 minutes, an hour, a week, a day, a month, you know, from now, there's, there's no way to do that. But our mind really, really, really wants to know and figure that out. Right. And I, and I, for humans that suffer with any form of, um, mental health or grief or anything that is uncomfortable, yeah. we assume the worst. I mean, that is just how we are. We assume that it's going to be catastrophic um, yeah. whenever we arrive at it. And so why I was so taken with it is this element of surprise, which actually has a little bit of a hopeful tone to it. Totally. Like, wow. And, you know, I don't know how often what you worry about actually comes to fruition. I There's a, right. there's a research statistic out there, and I don't know exactly what the current 2023 one is, but not that long ago, it was like 87%, 87% of what we worry about often does not come true. Yeah. And I have now, again, that's real easy to say and more difficult to do, but I have paused on that before mm -hmm. and thought, um, and then I have to ask myself, okay, if this did come true, then what? Yeah. I mean, then what? And it's like, then I will have people around to help mm -hmm. me and support me and navigate this through. But I loved your mantra because it really, and I, I used it a lot that week mm. of things that I was worried about. Um, let it surprise me, you know, yep. let the, let the present moment surprise me. And the present moment means the moment we're in, not yeah. the moment tomorrow when we have the job interview, not the moment next week when we yep. go on a date, not the moment, you know, yep. however, as humans, we tend to live very futuristically, you Big know, time. we, uh, I mean, that's what I see, Brian. I see that the majority of us live in the future yeah. or many live in the past. And so, you know, if you're struggling with depression, you're likely living in the past, regretting, shaming yourself over things things you've done, beating yourself up over it, ruminating, all these things. And when you're living in the future, mm -hmm. you're anticipating something, like you just said, that you absolutely can't know. Right. Right? I mean, you can't know. And yet, I just think it's a beautiful way to reframe, rather than just live in the moment, let the present moment surprise you. Yeah. And I know... Some of you listening right now might be going, yeah, that all, it, it all sounds beautiful. And yet, how do we tangibly work on this? How do, how do we tangibly work on being more present with our lives instead of 
um, getting wrapped up in the stories of the mind that want to project into the future or the mm-hmm. past. And so have you, we kind of thought it might be a little bit helpful on this episode just to talk through some of the things that maybe we've seen help us personally in our own lives, maybe with that process of being present. Um, and what we've maybe heard from other people as far as what's kind of helped them and, and maybe give us all some ideas moving forward of how to continue to cultivate this practice of being present. Love that. I'm curious, um, if I can turn it on you for a second, mm-hmm. if you find things, you've never in, done that, your, you've never, <laughs> but <laughs> usually when I don't know what to say, I just start <laughs> asking Kelly questions. This is your jam, Brian. You know exactly what to say. Well, so, so I'm just curious if there's things that, that you find, you know, day to day that, that help you to, to at least, um, touch the present moment a little bit more often. Beautiful. So for me, um, literally having my feet on the ground, like, mm. grounding my feet is really important to me because I can get very, um, it's more flighty. Like, you know, when I worry, I just feel like I'm just like almost flying and not in a good way. And so literally just getting my feet on the ground, I do tend to hold a, a rock or a crystal of some kind. Um, and another thing for me, um, is doing some meditation is doing some breathing, getting in the bathtub is very much part of my self-care with Epsom salts that are grounding, music, reading, whatever that may be. And it's not so much about, oh, I want to distract myself necessarily from what's going on. I want to be in it. Like I want to live in the moment, um, even when it's uncomfortable. Another thing that I have found, and you were really helpful last week when something came up for me, is to just tell somebody why I'm struggling in the moment because I think to just shove down what we're struggling with um and just say oh live in the moment live in the moment yet that stuff is getting in the way of living in the moment it just sometimes helps to let that valve open a little bit Mm -hmm. tell somebody I'm having a really hard time in this moment like I'm very scared I'm really worried about something that's coming up and this is what I'm worried about and just saying it. And then I'm actually living in that moment mm-hmm. by telling you yeah. about what I'm scared about. Cause that's, what's going on in the moment for me. Yep. So it's nothing I'm doing necessarily at a conscious level, but truly I have found it so helpful to get my feet on the ground and to rocks. And you know, if you're not into crystals and all that, that's fine. But I would challenge anybody to like hold on to something from earth, whether it's a rock or, whatever, um, and just sit with that, holding that in your hand. And it's hard not to notice a difference. Totally. I mean, it's just hard not to, maybe you're holding on to something that's special to you, but the, the senses are really important. You know, our yeah. senses in order for us to stay grounded, yeah. um, we have to pay attention to our senses. You know, what do I see? What do I smell? What do I feel? Yep. What do I taste? What do I hear? And so for me, it's a lot about what am I feeling? feeling beautiful because what I'm feeling inside is uncomfortable yeah right and what I'm thinking and what I'm feeling I might be having anxiety might be having fast heart rate whatever it may be yeah so then I'm going to use that feeling of getting grounded as almost an elixir or a balm if you will to the anxiety beautiful did that answer your question it did it did very (laughs) well and it also created more questions that I'm going to have. And now I'm, I'm interested in, I, I, and I know obviously because you're an F, you're an expert in breath work. 
I don't know if an expert's the right word. Mm. I dabble. Pretty close. I dabble. I'm an avid practitioner, <laughs> practicer of, of breath work. Yeah, I, I, there's a lot of different things for me. Breath work is, is huge for me. Huge for me. Like even before we sat down and recorded this, we did a little breath work and that just helps me um, land in yeah. the moment. Like very few other things can do for me. Mm-hmm. So that's huge. I, I have a, a morning practice that I, that I do that usually involves or always involves breath work. Um, I've been weaving in some chanting into hmm. my, into my morning routine lately. And then I always do a, a cold shower and, and those three, those three things really help me kind of set a, a foundation for the day of trying to be a little bit more in, in tune to the moment. But it doesn't magically just pull me there. Right. You know, my mind still throughout the day ebbs and flows. I, I find there's different parts of the day that seem to be more difficult being present. Usually midday for me mm-hmm. can be really hard. But something too that came up as we were talking about this, and I think it's kind of in line with what you talked about, is just allowing myself to the best of my ability to honor and feel what's there. Yes. Yes. You know, and not feel of shame that even if we're in the present moment, cause that's a very spiritual yeah. terminology and practice, right? It's yeah. a, it can be a Buddhist. It can be many of the spiritual practices and people think, well, I'm not doing this living in the moment, right? If I'm agitated right, or anxious. And so I'm glad you brought that up because we're saying be in the moment as it is. Yeah. I right? actually, I actually think that agitation or whatever you're feeling in the moment is the portal to be present in the moment. Yes, absolutely. It's, it's the invitation, if you will, in yeah. a way to come into it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and again, I know it's hard, you know, it's, it's hard and, and there's no, I think too, I just want to name too, there's no right or wrong way to any of this. We all have different ways of getting in tune to the moment, but I just know for, for me personally, what I've found is that if I'm feeling sad, if I let myself feel the sadness, I'm usually more present in the moment. Mm-hmm. If I'm feeling anxiety, if I can let myself feel the anxiety, I can be a little bit more present in the moment. Yes. Like the feeling of the emotions, the crying, that's one thing I actually yeah. wrote that down. Like crying is actually an incredible way for me to get present. Yes. Very I mean, cathartic. It, it, it's scary to step into a lot mm-hmm. of the times, but usually when I can be really in tune to my emotion, like the emotion of what I'm feeling, not the story that my mind is creating about the emotion. Right. Um, it, it helps me land in the present moment Absolutely. in a really beautiful way. I was going to ask you, um, oh, and I just forgot what I was going to ask you. So you were talking about um, being in the moment and allowing yourself the ability to be, oh, I know what I was going to say. So when I was, one of the things last week when you really helped me through this situation, um, I think what also is so important is that if this present moment is scary for you, you know, I would never want anybody to hear be in the present moment alone. Like mm. that means, you know, because I do think people think that healing equates to how much suffering you've done. So if you suffer more, you're going to heal quicker or whatever, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. Please invite somebody in 
to yeah. your present moment. And maybe that would be the surprise is that you aren't alone in the suffering. And it doesn't take a lot of explanation. It's just right now I'm really struggling and I feel scared or I just need somebody to hear me or whatever that may be. But I think so often, at least the people I've worked with feel, they can feel very alone in their present moments when they're agitated or anxious or depressed or in physical pain or whatever that may be. And it's harder to be in those moments sometimes alone. I mean, for some people, they prefer to be alone. Mm-hmm. But I just don't want anybody to ever feel like they need to be alone. Like, I, I just, in fact, we're not meant to be alone, really, at the end of the right. day. We're not. And you and I have talked about this many times. But that was so helpful. And that actually helped me ground myself back into that moment. Once I told you something yeah. was going on, it was kind of like it took the air out of the balloon a little bit that was yeah. about to burst. Yep. And I could just feel, I felt a little safer in that moment. So thank you, A. Absolutely. But B, um, that just came to me that maybe being in the pleasant present moment is naming it to somebody yeah. of what's going on. Because how often are we, I think we all know the feeling of being around somebody and having this whole shit storm going on in our brain or, or internally and we're just a mess. Mm-hmm. Um, and trying to pretend like we're not feeling mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. that that's a, that's a recipe for not being present. Right. And so there is a real beauty, I think, in the naming to another, not only to yourself, right. But like to another human of this, you know, Hey, things are kind of hard right yeah. now in this moment. Yeah. I think that does help us. Yes. That can be a really, really powerful thing. Because it, it, it's like it aligns our internal world with our external world right. a little bit more, which... Right, is is not often the case, right? right. That we walk around feeling um, somewhat detached from our center, which mm-hmm. in our center comes when we're aligned externally and internally. And And I know there's many situations in our jobs or whatever that we do have to put it on. Mm-hmm. Um, that isn't really what we're talking about right? We're talking about, um, at least for me, what I'm talking about is being authentic with your people or being authentic with those you feel safe or trust. And I just, I think that is just so, um, so important. And, you know, one of the things that if, if you're listening to this and you're holding space for somebody that's really having a hard time and you don't really know what to do with them, um, or for them, Ask them if it'd be okay if you just grab their hand. Like, again, the senses and holding and just gently squeezing their hand brings them back into their body yeah. and helps them to ground to something or somebody. And then ask them to put their feet on the ground. I mean, it is a really... I've had to do that in my practice sometimes with people is just simply grabbing their hand. And if they're kind of sitting cross-legged or, um, you know, whatever, just put both feet on the ground for a minute and just grab my hand. It's this, because we need to tether to something, you know, we need to tether to the moment and um, we can get so far forward very quickly. I mean, I'm very good at that without ever moving. I mean, just like my mind can go so forward so quickly and yet I can sit in the same space. Yep. And I love that. The tethering, tethering to the moment through the body. Mm-hmm. Cause the, cause it's hard to tether to the moment with the mind. 
Yes. Yes. You know, the, it, it, there, there's a big difference I've found between it's like the mind is going to do what the mind is going to do. Mm-hmm. It's going to jump all over the place and make mm-hmm. all this noise and create all these really scary stories. And that doesn't mean that you're doing it wrong. That's just the nature of the mind. Right. And, and, and we all have different minds that we're working with, right? That's like right. some of us are living with much more extreme versions of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet it's almost like sometimes trying to get a little bit below the noise of the mind into something as simple as I'm feeling tingling in yes. my legs or yes. I'm feeling tension right now in my chest or I'm feeling tightness around my head. Yep. You know, like, like anchoring into those things I think can be a, a an incredible way to, it's almost like simplifying mm-hmm. the practice of coming into the moment. Yeah. Can we feel those things and just be with them? And I think that really does help us land a little bit more here. There's a beautiful uh, imagery that I would often use in clinical hypnosis with people, which um, w- the point was always to get them into the present moment. And so it was for, um, you name it, whatever. And it would be this imagery of, so breathing, but um, allowing whatever your higher power is, if it's a tree, whatever, God, Mm -hmm. goddess, universe, whatever you call your higher power, light, um, is to imagine this, like this cord, if you will, coming down through your crown and then going all the way down in, in it touching each cell, but it goes out through your feet, both your feet, and it becomes almost roots like a tree. Mm-hmm. And those ground into the earth, like very, very, very deeply. Now, if you're listening to this and going, okay, that's really woo-woo, that's fine. I just have to tell you that I've done that with CEOs of companies. I've done that with men. I've done that with women. I've done that with older people, younger people. Most people can identify what roots of a tree look like. Mm-hmm. Okay, It doesn't matter what our belief system is. It doesn't matter what our age is. It doesn't matter. But to see roots coming out of your feet, going into the earth, and again, tethering and grounding you into that space. And it goes throughout your... So it goes through the brain, trying to connect the brain and mm-hmm. the body, and then tethering through out into the earth. People have said they've used that at meetings when they feel anxious. They've just those roots. Yeah. And those roots can be named many things. They can be named people we love. They can be named our religion. They can be named whatever. But whatever helps you feel safe and loved, that's essentially what's in those roots grounding you. Yeah. And again, many of us live in very scary moments. I mean, the moment you hear you're diagnosed with cancer, the moment you hear um, an intrusive thought, the moment you hear that your child is failing school, the moment any, you know, go on and on and on, apply Mm -hmm. this to whatever you're dealing with when you're listening to this and just know that we honor that those moments are very scary. So when we say things like let the present moment surprise you, Mm -hmm. that doesn't mean shove the, the moment away. No, that means let the love support the grounding, your techniques, your breath, your whatever. Maybe you'll be surprised at that you can soothe yourself in those moments. Yeah. Glennon Doyle. I've heard her talk about asking ourselves instead of what if, like what what if this happens? What if that mm-hmm. happens? What is? Mm. What is? Like what is right now? Yeah. I'm sitting here talking to you. 
Yes. I have a, you know, a blanket wrapped around me. <laughs> I have a tea in front of me. There's some sunlight coming in. Um, you know, that's and usually not, not to negate the, the intensity of the present moment for a lot of people, but usually in the present moment, we're okay. Yes. Usually we're okay. Absolutely. And, and it's, and it's, I think if we, if we really play with that, like usually I'm good, but, but what's not good is the mind telling me how it's going to look mm-hmm. in the future. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's what causes a lot of the suffering. Right. Well, so. I just, I mean, this conversation is so applicable to so many things and just so many, um, people that, I mean, I would just, I just ask people to pause for a moment and to think about the things you're worried about the most and think about and, and know that those things are going, they haven't happened yet. They're in a moment that's unknown to us. Mm -hmm. Um, you've heard me talk about this. I talk about this in my book, but working a lot with people who have cancer and knowing that they're going to have these scans that are going to change their world. Right. Um, and some medical systems in the United States do a better job at other than others of making, getting people information right away. But some people are asked to wait really kind of cruel amounts of time, three to four days, five, you know, five days for information. And as Judy Erdahl said to us in the documentary, we don't, we don't ruminate on the positive. Mm-hmm. We always ruminate on the catastrophic. It's always a hurricane, you know, whatever she said, five yeah. or, and so one of the things that I have often come back to with myself and with other people is that when we get to those moments that are the unknown and we arrive, they will become our known. Because we are currently in this moment right now, Brian, living in a once previous unknown moment. Yep. Like this morning, this well, moment so right true. now was unknown to us this morning, yesterday. What is it going to be like? And here we arrive and it becomes our known. And if we don't know what to do in that moment, there will be people that will guide us. Yeah. And I tell that to people with medical diagnoses all the time. You are going to arrive at that. And if the news, if the worst news that you've worried about becomes your reality, it will become a known moment for you. And in that moment, there will be people that will guide you. And I think we have to rely on that again, is that somebody or maybe many people will help us when we arrive to those moments that are so scary and unknown. Yeah. Well, and as we wrap up here, I think just what a, what a beautiful invitation to, to all of us, ourselves included, right. Mm-hmm. Um, that there's no way to know. There's no way to know how we're going to feel in a minute. No. In five minutes and 10 minutes. No. Week, and the element later. of let it surprise me has been helpful. Yeah. It has yeah. been helpful because it, 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 what it does is it speaks of possibility. And it speaks of, of hope. Um, I know we're wrapping up, but can I ask you generally when you and I put out some kind of post, it has some legs. It has a reason. Mm -hmm. We don't Mm -hmm. just wake up in the morning and go, I think I'm going to put this post out. Right. It's like, we're either worried about something or we had a conversation with somebody or at least for me, did the moment surprise you? 
with the thing that you were worried about that came from that post, whatever the, yeah. Did, was there an element of surprise as you traveled along with whatever you were worried about? Absolutely. And there's of course elements of the anxiety that I feared as well. Mm -hmm. It's not saying that it's just this magical, like, Oh no, none of the things that I, like if I was fearful of being anxious or whatever it is, it's not that there was no anxiety there. Mm-hmm. Anxiety was still there. I had the, I had the tools to dance with that yep. and create space for that and invite it in. And yet within those moments, there also have been moments that I, my brain, that we were not even on my brain's radar mm-hmm. that were actually really beautiful and pleasant. That, yeah. And, and thank you for bringing that up. There's space for all of it space in there, right? And I, and I think um, last week, the thing I was worried about the most um, didn't happen, but there was this kind of emotional hangover from it, worrying yeah. about it, you know, so there was an exhaustion. It didn't happen. And I have to keep saying that, like, there will be people there. There yeah. will be people there. And yet, it's also important not to go back and shame ourselves for having that original worry. That yeah. just was what it was in the moment. We navigated our way through it. You're sitting here talking to me today after having those really big feelings. Mm-hmm. Not that they're all gone, but isn't it a beautiful thing? And don't we owe ourselves a ton of gratitude to ourselves for getting us through these moments that yeah. are really, really hard. Yeah. So thank you. Thank you, my friend. And these dogs are incredible. They actually laid down the whole time. Yeah. Like, they're really surprising me. Y- your voice <laughs> must be extra soothing today. Oh. You just, you, you lulled them to sleep. Yeah, I'm not sure. But, <laughs> <laughs> but be gentle, my friends. Yes. One Thank you for joining. moment at a time. We journey on together and we'll talk to you soon. Be well. Also, just a reminder that this podcast is not meant to replace work with a therapist. And so if you feel you need it, I encourage you to reach out to a trained mental health professional. All right, we'll talk soon.